Alt Mom, any mom who raises their kids in an alternative fashion to how they were raised. Probably also has tattoos and at least a chunk of brightly colored hair. Today's Alt Mom at the Table discusses how much our kids can target and highlight our own insecurities, and that I'm apparently just a ballerina. Disclaimer. We are not experts in any particular field. Nothing in this podcast should be taken as medical or legal advice. Any day now, you can intro. Any day. Are we recording? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> I didn't. She normally does this dramatic thing over her head. She didn't do it this time. Hi, this is Alt Mom. I'm Gwenna. Mama cusses. Sup, fuckers? That's probably not the way to intro that. I'm Jack. <laughs> That's really aggressive. It's almost like I'm good at my job. Okay, so, so today, <laughs> today, <laughs> today we're talking about how our lovely angels, gifts of the goddess, gods or godettes, um, treasures from heaven, womb fruit blessings. <laughs> can absolutely destroy your self-esteem. Oh. I mean, they can just be the biggest yeah. bullies. Well, especially when they're young, they have no filter. They have no filter. And it's kind of like, wait. So there's this concept. There's this concept. Um, in high school, I had to read Joseph Conrad's Heart of Darkness. Mm -hmm. And that book kind of just says everyone's a shithead deep on the inside, and we are working our hardest to not be shitheads. Yeah, true story. Um, there's another philosophical concept that no, we're actually good and we are constantly corrupted by evil things. So, um, I never knew where I stood until I had kids. Nah, we're shitheads deep inside <laughs> and we're just constantly trying to be better than that. Yeah. Like at the core, we're awful. Um, and, and we become self-aware of our awfulness and try to be better. Because, so we are, I'm, I'm taking both children to school. The way it works out in our house, I am more of a morning person than Jack. Yeah. So when they go to school, I do drop off and you do pick up. And this works for me in the summertime because I do not like the outside. Um, the sun is a deadly laser and I don't, I don't want to be in it. So in the morning time, it's cooler. It's fine. Um, you have less bitching to do about the sun than I do. So you going out in the afternoons to run your errands and do your stuff. This works for us. It's a system that works for us. But it also means that I get kids with even less filter because they are not all the way awake. Yeah. Even if the girl child is more awake than the boy. Right. That doesn't mean she's all the way. She's awake. not all the way awake. And yeah. her filter, which is, you know, nebulous at best, nebulous at best is just all the way off. Yeah. So we're driving to school this morning. This happened this morning. And this is one of a billion tiny little death by a thousand paper cuts to my self-esteem because we're talking about various things and conversations with three-year-olds don't make all the sense. They just don't. So I'm not completely sure how we got to, but what do you want to be when you grow up? Oh, I know how, because a, a fire truck is visiting their school today. And I asked them if they wanted to be firefighters when they grew up. Yeah. And they said, no. So I said, well, what do you want to be when you grow up? And the girl child was like, I want to be a unicorn doctor. Now it took a little bit of coaxing and, and figuring out all those words. She wants to be a unicorn doctor. And the boy child was like, well, I want to be a dinosaur police. 
As in you police the dinosaurs or... <laughs> or you are a dinosaur. Or you are a, a dinosaur and a cop or you are a cop who rides like the the Royal Mounted Canadian Police or whatever their name is, but with dinos. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm unclear on this picture. Anyway, so we get through and I was like, well, what dinosaur are, are you going to be a police for? Uh, or are you going to be a cop for? And he's like, that one. I was like, what one? That one right there. And the girl child goes, Right next to the unicorn. I was like, wait, you guys can see dinosaurs and unicorns? And they're like, yeah, why can't I? And without missing a beat, without taking a breath, there wasn't a heartbeat space in between my asking why I couldn't see them and the boy child going, you're old. <laughs> Thanks, you little fuck. Girl child did something like that uh, yesterday. Uh, you came out with makeup on. Yeah. And uh, she said, mom, you're beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then we asked, is Abby beautiful? She said, no. <laughs> we were like, why isn't Abby beautiful? Because she's not wearing a dress. Yeah, no, that's, okay. what, that's what it came. No, she didn't admit that it wasn't because we had to coax it out of her. Yeah. That her definition of beautiful, the flowier the dress you're wearing, the more beautiful, the you, more are. beautiful you are. And <laughs> yeah. I was wearing a full, super fluffy maxi dress. Yeah. Um, and she was wearing a dress at the time, but Abby does not prefer dresses and doesn't wear them hardly ever. So the girl child was like, Abby's never beautiful. What? Without knowing what she was Without saying. Without knowing what she was saying. Yeah. She, uh, and again, all of these things, the reason I say they attack your self-esteem and they're bullies is because they really don't know the full connotation of everything they're right. saying. Right. So he, he, didn't know the boy child didn't know that he was calling me old um another thing that abby said to me when she was probably three-ish so around the same age is she came up she gave me a hug and she grabbed my spare tire and went like this to it and she goes mom i love you because you're fat thanks kid I... <laughs> after shaking my fat like blubber She's like, I love you because you're fat. Awesome. Thank. Like, what do you say to that? Yeah. Well, the the like, I want to instill body positivity, and all bodies are beautiful. But damn, to the core, kid. The uh, the on girl the child. Where? The girl child was uh, sitting on the couch with me the other day, and she pulled the bottom of my shirt up to expose my belly button. Mm-hmm. I was poking at it, and mm-hmm. she asked me, "Daddy, why is your belly so big?" What did you say? I was like, well, you know, people have different bodies. Uh, uh, be- because I eat my feelings, kid. I don't know what you want. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, but but they have a knack for really kind of honing in. And essentially, it's a really good, if you are in the state of mind to be able to do it, it's a really good moment of introspection. Like, why did I feel hurt? Gently hurt, knowing he didn't mean it, knowing she didn't mean it. Why did I feel gently hurt about him calling me old and telling me that's why I couldn't see the imaginary dinosaurs? Honestly, because it's uh, it's just exposing something that you're already insecure about. Yes, yeah. but it, I mean that's that's a really good way. So like when you get triggered by your kids, if you can stop, if you've got the peace of mind at some later point to be able to stop and go, why did that fucking trigger me? That's probably going to point to a place that maybe you need to bring up in your next therapy session or you need to spend a little time sitting with. Am I uncomfortable? I didn't feel like I was uncomfortable with aging, 
I just turned 38 earlier this year. Um, am I uncomfortable with aging? It's, it's never been a concept that's ever bothered me. I've never had a problem sharing my age, but maybe as I'm kind of knocking on the door 40, maybe it is kind of bothering me in a way that I just keep quashing down. Right. Because if it didn't bother me, I'd have been like, you're silly. And I, I wouldn't had a, wouldn't have had a second thought about it. When, and what's, what's to say that the same child wouldn't say that Abby's old because to a three-year-old, right. a 14 year old is ancient. Well, we were just discussing right? that the other day we were talking about the movie misery Yeah, and we were talking about Kathy Bates and how Kathy Bates, when that movie came out in what, 90, 90, 90 or 93, somewhere, S- in, there, yeah. somewhere in the early nineties, yeah, I think it was 1990. She was in her forties. So she was about the age we are right now. And I remember looking at that as a younger person going, oh, my God, Kathy Bates was so old. And I'm like, she the fuck was not. <laughs> She's literally my age now as I talk. Yeah, yeah. And you point that out to your your parents and your parents were like, no, she's not that old. She's not old. I she's... remember when she had her first movie. She's not that old. She's not that old. <laughs> yeah. No, that's 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 the same thing. Um, It'd be like uh, an equivalent to that would be me looking at Chris Pratt. Right. He's Who's... not old. He's what not, is he, 43? I mean, right. he's only three years older than me. That's not old. Right. But to a three-year-old, that is... Yeah, that's... that He has escaped death several times. Right, right. Um, there's there's just a reaper wandering around looking for Chris Pratt, <laughs> obvi. At 43? Jeez, dinosaurs. Which means he's looking for me, too, so... Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's... They have a way of honing in on our insecurities, but it's not intentional. Yeah. It's just... We tease our kids like, oh, they're little shitheads. They're such bullies. They're not. We are essentially using their very innocent, unknowing words to bully ourselves. Yeah, in a sense. But that's that still comes back to the very first statement you made. Did I make them like this? This Was this my fault? <laughs> no, nah, I think they all do it at some point. Yeah. But the, the statement that you made was that your kids they have a way of knocking you down. Yeah. Even inadvertently. Mm-hmm. It's they they absolutely have a way of poking holes in your own confidence, yeah. de- deflating any sense of. Uh, but then there are other things that they have no concept of the social norms of. So currently I've got my head shaved because mm-hmm. I dyed my hair blue. The only way for me to get it out was to shave it off. And I am comfortable enough with my image and my appearance to just be like, it'll grow back. It's just hair. Right. Which is not true for every human being, but it is for me. And they did not bat an eyelash. This isn't a boy haircut. It's right. just what mom's hair looks like right, right now. Right. So they didn't, they enjoy petting my head because it's fuzzy. <laughs> well, then dad's got longer hair. It's not long necessarily, but longer. Right. It's longer. And yeah. they, they don't have a frame of reference for that being weird. The same with, with everything that makes me an alternative alt mom you know, hashtag alt mom, everything that makes me that with the stupid hair color and the face full of metal and the skin full of ink. I'm quite convinced they're just waiting for their tattoos to develop like an well, old they, Polaroid. Yeah. They already draw them on with markers at yes. school. Yes. And call them tattoos. Uh-huh. Um, which I find funny. At I one point, the girl child came back from school with a full face of quote unquote makeup. Oh Yeah. And an arm full of tattoos, tummy covered, legs covered, parts of her clothes covered. She's a terrible tattoo artist. (laughs) At least on herself. And when her teacher caught her, and I don't blame her teacher at all, he turned around and he's like, what are you doing? 
She goes, I want tattoos like mom and I put on makeup like mom um, because that makes her not ugly. Well, this was the, uh, yeah, when I, yeah, this was when the teacher was like, uh, wait till you see this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You walked in to, to pick him up and she was still a different colored child. She was blue. <laughs> Almost entirely. Except her, her uh, lips, she had colored red. Yeah. Which makes sense. Yeah. She'd seen it before. Yeah. No, I wear red lipstick a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's because it made me less ugly. That... Well, have you noticed since you've got the purple in your hair now too, purple has become her favorite color. Yeah, purple is her new favorite color. Um, you know, I had not made that correlation you that not? It shifted when I added purple to my hair because it, it had been pink Forever. for quite some time. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> this is... This is how Gwyneth processes information in real time. Just stare off into the distance going, <laughs> making guttural grunts. Mm. It's revelations. Caveman think thoughts. <laughs> um, caveman think thinky thoughts. Kids suck. Um, kids don't suck. Mm, sometimes they do. Sometimes raising kids suck. Kids themselves never suck. Never. Yeah, it looks like you totally believe that. You you buy every minute of that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, no, you're right. Sometimes kids suck. It's hard to say a three-year-old sucks because they don't know how to not suck. They're still learning how to person. They're learning to person from scratch. Yep. Teenagers, on the other hand, those little shits just eat all the food and don't tell anybody and then get pissed that you don't have any of the food. You can stare at me all you want. Where are the animal crackers? Madam, <laughs> every time, every episode, she's gonna. Where are the animal crackers? <laughs> the unicorn ones, bought specifically for your sister. <laughs> They're in the sewer. Ew! Did you just make a poop joke at me? <laughs> okay, you're this right. I acquiesce. Kids suck. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. On a stick. Crackers. <laughs> Thou shalt not take the Lord's name in vain. Yeah, I guess that is the Lord's name, isn't it? I guess. I don't know. I was, was going to make a snipe come back, and then I was like, no, nah, actually, that's correct. <laughs> I mean, if you believe that, that's correct. Yeah, if that's a part of your belief system. Um, okay, so anyway, now that we've established that kids suck, and that my teenager just made a poop joke on my show. She's so proud of herself. She is so proud of herself. That was a zinger. She still hear her giggling over there. She is crying. <laughs> How's that waterproof mascara working out for you, kid? Right. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, no, it it's just kid there there was a show called Kids Say the Darndest Thing. It's yep. been on and off the air for years. And there's a reason that concept sticks because they do say the weirdest stuff. And it's not just it's not just random collections of words it's i want to be a unicorn police officer and um m the girl child once told me that i am not a princess yeah i'm just a ballerina yep <laughs> and like what she said means. it with vitriol you are just a ballerina which shout out to ballerinas honestly they seem way cooler well, and stronger they get to play princesses and, in a, right. a ballet Sometimes they're bird princesses. Sometimes. But no, but like the work and effort it takes to become a ballerina is 
a whole lot more than the birthright of being a princess or the marriage right of becoming a princess. Um, but to have both. I mean, if you're going to be a princess and a ballerina, it means both. Right. And that's just... But she was not a princess ballerina. She was a princess. I'm just a ballerina. Right. All right, cool. I'll have really messed up feet, but amazing calf structure. (laughs) (laughs) That's not all a ballerina is. To the ballerinas listening, thank you for your hard work. You're beautiful. Please don't hate me. (laughs) I just, I genuinely wonder what was going through her head when she said that. I don't. There's no way to ever know. She's never going to remember what she she does not remember that conversation at all and if you ask her now she'd be like no you're a princess i'm a ballerina like there's no sense or logic in there i wish there was a way to see frontal cortex is non-operational at three yeah that little voice in your head that goes is this mean should you say it doesn't doesn't exist i just want to know like how those dots were connected that's like looking at stars and instead of thinking of the constellations that already exist just drawing new ones this is the big dipper now yeah what's that one Rabid bunny. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mars right there. That's the blood drop that came off its fangs. Uh, okay. Cool. Cool story. You know, it's, it's, it's red-ish pink. Yeah. Kind of. My pink. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's the other thing. Uh, colors are owned in our house. Yeah. His is blue and hers is pink and now purple. Yeah. But he didn't choose blue. He was just granted blue by the benevolence of his little sister. That's true. That's true, actually. He didn't pick he, blue. He, when you ask him what his favorite color is, he'll say blue. I'm quite convinced it's because the girl child told him that's his favorite color. Yeah, that's your favorite color now. Because well, she's a bully. There was a time because when kids he, was, are shitheads. he was obsessed with the Hulk and anything that was green. Yes. Was not only the Hulk, but was his favorite. Yes. Including dinosaurs. Yes. And now it's become blue just out of nowhere. And you're right. I think it's. Well, and here's the thing is I don't think three-year-olds have concepts of favorites. No. They have preferences. But they don't realize well, it's like that everybody those are favorites. is everybody is her best friend. Every single kid. Until you're not. If you anger her, um, yesterday I was helping her get dressed and she got brand new shoes and they're high tops, and she still needs a little bit of help getting them on. She hasn't quite figured out the mechanics of like rolling her foot just right because it used to be it would just pop on mm-hmm. because of the way her other shoes were shaped. These are a little different. She can get them on by herself, but she's still learning. And we had, because we use tries per year of age. If you're doing a new thing and we're on a time crunch and I can't just sit with you for an hour to let you work through this problem on yourself, you get one try for every year you are old. Yeah. In this case, there are three. So she got three independent tries to put her shoe on. Right. She got one on and the other one was just not happening. Like she couldn't get that to sync up. So I was like, all right, I'm going to help. She's like, no, I want to do it for myself. I know, but we have places to go. We need to go to see Papa and we need to, we need to be in the van. So I'm going to help you and we can try again next time you need to put your shoes on. You're not my best friend. Okay, cool. I'm your mom. <laughs> Sit down and let me put your shoe on. I mean, she, she was trying it makes to me wonder my feelings with that. But I wonder if she's used that at school and it's work. I know. You're not my best friend. No. Yeah. She's, you're not my best friend. Cool. I'm your mom. Sit down. <laughs> Um, you're right. Now let me put your stupid unicorn shoe on. <laughs> I'm sorry, your unicorn shoe's not stupid. Can we please put it on now? <laughs> I didn't say it out loud. <laughs> Internal monologue. Do you say those things out loud to Some, them? Sometimes. And then I have to walk it back. Yeah. 
I'm sorry, your unicorn shoe's not stupid. Please stop crying. We need to put it on. And we're late. This is how we're late. Okay. Yeah, daddy's old man sandals are stupid. Okay, I got it. <laughs> daddy's old man sandals are stupid. Have you seen them? No, they haven't. <laughs> you have. Anyway, we'll put a picture of Jack's old man sandals. I don't wear socks with them. They can't be old man that sandals. That somehow does not help. It should help. You feel like that is a defense, and yet... You're saying they would be better if socks were involved? No, I'm saying they'd be better recycled. But I'm saying if you had to pick between one or the other. No, I don't have to pick between one or the other. <laughs> yes, you do. No, I do not. I own them and I wear them. Okay, so we're, we're going to go to a fashion show with Harachis. Yeah. Bye. This has been a production of Pleasant Peasant Media. For questions, suggestions, professions of adoration, or to discuss sponsorship opportunities, email info at pleasantpeasantmedia.com. This is Honest Mom Commercials. When my toddler was ready to potty train, I was so excited to ditch diapers. Thanks to pull-ups, I got to enjoy the illusion of saying so long to diapers without actually doing that. You see, pull-ups are made of the same super absorbent material and burlap sack-like paper cloth as diapers. They literally do the same thing as a diaper, catching and holding pee and poop close to your go-go-go toddler's buttocks. Unlike diapers, though, they don't have a sticky tap closure. Instead, they use this nebulously reliable Velcro-like substance. And just like real big kid undies, they're stretchy. Kinda. But here's the best part. Your kiddo will love pulling them on like real undies and insist on doing it for every change. So now, instead of just pulling their pants down to the ankle and swapping out a dirty pee bag in a jiffy, you'll have to fully undress your toddler, shoes and all. And they likely won't change their potty habits at all. Because they look, feel, and act like regular diapers, your precious power pottier will just keep peeing and pooping themselves like it's their job. This means you'll probably still end up having to let them ruin several pairs of pants, a few rugs, and maybe even a couch or two by letting them run wild with no bottoms on at all. Pull-ups. They're just more expensive diapers. All dad. Any dad who parents in an alternative way to how they were raised. Probably also has tattoos and weird facial hair. Today's Alt Dad at the Table discusses the shift from stepdad to dad and how the first kid is like a pancake. Disclaimer, we are not experts in any particular field. Nothing in this podcast should be taken as medical or legal advice. Hi. Why did you say it creepy like that? Because I'm Alt Dad at the Table. <laughs> That's not how, okay. I'm Jackson. I'm Gwenna. She's Gwenna. Stop. You were making it so much worse. So this is all dad at the table. You're supposed to be talking. You're the I am supposed dad. to be talking. So, Gwenna, huh. what are we doing our episode on today? I don't know. It's alt dad. I don't have to think about these things. This is a you problem. So my thought is uh, we could do something on, obviously, what it is to be a dad. And right. An alt dad in that matter. Yeah. Um, 
I was thinking about maybe talking a little Which, bit about. Let's 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 provide a little bit of context. An alt dad is not necessarily a guy with a big fluffy goatee and stupid looking Harry Potter glasses and that everyone likes. <laughs> except me. Um, those are my least favorite glasses of yours, just <laughs> in case you were unclear on that. But it's not just a guy who looks like he got kicked out of a biker gang one time. Mm-hmm. Um, an alt dad is anyone who chooses an alternative style of parenting to how they were raised. Correct. So when we say alt dad, when we say alt mom, we're not just talking about colored hair and goofy makeup and, you know, fuck the man. We're talking about anyone who's choosing an alternative style of parenting, which could be responsive. It could be authoritative. Essentially uh, choosing an alternative that was good as English. opposed to the traditional. Right. right? To, to yeah. what to what we understand. Yeah. To choosing an alternative to what we were taught or what we were shown. Um, and that's not all parents. Not all parents had really crappy upbringings where they have to like, well, whatever my parents did, I got to do the opposite because they did not do it right. But specifically when you are making that shift, when you're you're definitely, you know, free balling it out there, having no idea what to do. That's makes you an alt parent. Right. So, yeah, you might be counterculture. You might be, you know, rage against the machine, but you could just be live, laugh, love, but not the way my mom did. Yeah, this makes sense. So essentially with that in, in mind. Yeah. What I was thinking about is uh, we're coming up on with the two littles uh-huh. coming up on the same place in their age as where I begin to parent abby yes she's about five years old about, about five when you when you now we were dating a little before you actually met her you obviously right. knew of her existence but this was more or less when i had to start thinking about that as a future thing right like this was like i was i was going to be you stepped into a parenting role it was specifically a step parenting role but that happened about when she was five-ish stepped into a step parenting role i like that sure that's for anybody curious, our Alexa has told us something. Thanks. Oh, it's hot. That's what Alexa told us. Alexa's really telling us, so. Yeah. As if we didn't notice. Um, right. So, yeah, it's essentially, I, uh, I, I thought, I, and I haven't actually spent a lot of time thinking about this, so this is a good opportunity to do it, is uh, what is going to be different this time? Yeah. As opposed to either, because there's an 11-year gap. Uh-huh. Uh, like you said, I was stepping into kind of a ready-made family at mm-hmm. the time as a step-parent. Right. Um, and at the time that you stepped in, there was still a bio dad in the picture. He's yeah. since ditched, yeah. which complicated things in different ways, but yeah. there, there was still a bio dad there was, kind of clinging to whatever it was he thought he had hold of. From my perspective, perspective there was a lot of uh, like careful treading yeah. at the time. Yeah, that, that as, makes sense. Yeah. I mean, we we had a lot of regular conversations about how to kind of ease that transition and what your roles versus the roles of bio dad versus the roles of dad in general as a title, mm-hmm. not just as a you specific thing. But we had a lot of discussions about that in the earliest days, most of which have gone by the wayside because we continued to evolve and change. And bio dad was like, peace. When well, in parenting style, too. I yeah. mean, I'm, I'm not going to be the first one out. I'll be the first one to admit I was not a uh, responsive parenting when I first started parenting. When I first started parenting, I wasn't yeah. even a responsive parent. I mean, yeah. we actually made that shift. We were together yeah. and parenting together when we made that shift because I started that when Abby was about six or seven years old. Right. 
Right. So. So yeah, it, it's uh, it's it's something that just recently occurred to me. With uh, we we had a big family gathering recently, and mm-hmm. uh, it's just something that that you're you're got about into my head. to catch up to yeah. your own parent, not necessarily your parenting experience, because every kid is different. Yeah, but you're about to catch up to your own parenting knowledge bank, well, where for, you at least have this is what happened last time. Yeah, for sure. I, I I'm gonna have memories of the time before, or at least I think I'm gonna have memories that was so long ago. Old man. Um, you 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 feeling a little forgetful? Uh, if if the Things grays slipping. if the grays don't help with that, those are added, dear. Yeah, <laughs> just from in gray edition, it's salt and pepper. Yeah, the fly is a paid actor, by the way. Yeah, we don't pay it enough. That's why it keeps popping up. I guess. Um, but maybe we pay it too much. <laughs> I need more screen time, bitches. Yes, don't be a diva. Uh, I'm talking about the fly. Um, <laughs> I didn't think you weren't until you clarified. <laughs> yeah. So thinking back on the first time around, uh, I didn't know what I was doing at all. And the Same. only, ex- the only experiences I had were when it's, it, it's even worse when, or not worse. It's even different when yeah. there's already an established family and you're coming in from the right. Outside. Like she came out of my body. She, yeah. she'd been my problem since day one. Especially early on. There was a you're lot not of not a problem. There was Abby is our producer. There was a lot of deferring at the time. Like I had to yeah. defer to you mm-hmm. uh, oftentimes on decision making. Now we discuss and, it and you'd, you know, you'd accept key, my that was kind of annoying from time to time. When I knew full well we were on the same page and you still felt it necessary to, hey, I think I'm gonna handle it this way. Fucking handle it that way, dude. What are you telling me for? Well, it's it, there's but a, I, I get there's it. a certain in hindsight, amount of insecurity, yeah. Yeah. In hindsight, I understand. Yeah. Because the the step parenting, I've never been a step parent. Um, I've birthed all three of my children. Right. Um, I, I was present for the conception of all three of my children. Right. You were present for the conception of two of them and you inherited another dude's yeah. sperm yeah. donation. I mean, in a, in a way, that's a way to look at it too. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you, you your, your biological that. father helped create you for me. That was all part of my design. That feels creepy. <laughs> Maybe a little bit, but uh, you know what? It's not. It's not untrue. I was gonna say the truth is still uh, it's, weird. It's not untrue. Um, so as we are beginning to approach, because our littles are, we're we're probably a year to a year and a half, because it's kind of nebulous mm-hmm. when you stopped being mom's boyfriend and you became Jackson, which when later it, became dad. Technically, you could say that was when we got married, but honestly, it was before then. Right. Well, we cohabitated before. Yeah. Um. We had intended to cohabitate and then a tornado happened. So you moved in with me several months before we intended to cohabitate. Yeah. Um, thank you, natural disaster. Thank you. Yeah. No, that was, that was helpful. Um, but yeah. So when you moved in, that was, that was, it, even then it really wasn't the start because you had been introduced and had started hanging out and had started at least observing. And then, you know, Abby being, four, five-ish at the time, you were an authority figure right. automatically just by size. Yeah. So she would come to you and ask permission. And I think it took about two weeks of us not even living together, but dating. And we'd be hanging out and she was already trying to pit us against each other. <laughs> she'd ask me a question. I'd say no. So she'd run to, to Jack and ask Jack a question. Um, I don't remember at what point it shifted over to dad. Like I said, that was before we got married. It shifted I, to dad before we got married? Yeah, she she started, uh, and and I really didn't necessarily try to encourage it. 
uh, no, she. Didn't. I, I tried to she keep it as did that as, organically. Yeah, well, well, she 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 gave us names and separated us by dad or daddy. Yes, for a long time. Um, but really, the dad. I know she was in preschool at the time. It wasn't mm-hmm. kindergarten yet. Right. Um, in fact, I was picking her up from preschool. I remember that. The fly has grown a friend. Just it has, yeah. Um, I I remember love picking the states so much. Love it. Me too. <laughs> If you call that love. Yeah. Um, I, I do remember picking her up from preschool uh, at the place that she was, she was going at the time. Right. Um, and I remember there being a conversation mm-hmm. about, like, whether it was okay. Did she ask you if she could call you dad? It, it, wasn't, it wasn't so much asking me. It was, it was more of her saying it and then me letting her know, hey, you don't have to do that. Yeah. Like if, if you're not comfortable with that, that's not something you have to do. Yeah. You can still call me Jack. Yeah. Um, and, and, and we kind of left it there, but then mm-hmm. she just kind of organically started calling me dad. Well, it was never a requirement. Right. Um, as far as some of the challenges of stepping into a step parenting role, you know, one of it was, one of them was, uh, being secure enough to have authority. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them was, trying my best not to overstep my boundaries with you mm-hmm. as ultimately the authority figure. Right. Um, and then as time went on, it was more or less establishing that our family unit was unique. Yeah. And different from her other family unit. Right. And so. Not that the step parent arrangement is unique because hundreds of thousands of families across the globe. Yeah. Have yeah, yeah. A step parent. Arrangement, I mean, our, but... our specific situation was right. Unique. The, the Lathlin family, as it came into existence, was different than Biodad's family. Right, right. Whose names have been shielded for privacy. Yeah, yeah, for my privacy. Um, <laughs> so. What's your privacy? I don't know. It's just funny. I thought it was, uh, occurred to me. <laughs> that felt like I, the thing to say right there. Okay, got it. I, I tend to just blur things out, so. Excellent. Um, <laughs> Continue. So, so what it made me do, what, what this whole scenario made me do is sit down and think about with the, uh, the little ones. They're coming up on that same age. Yeah. And so I'm about to cross into a point where I'm going to start recognizing things that have already happened before. Right. And like deja vu is going to be happening again. And right. sometimes I won't even notice it until after the fact. After the fact, right. Oh, yeah. Abby did this about right. the same age. I remember this. When, and and there's, there's a couple of reasons that it's interesting. And this, this is the first time I've thought about this as a, an, a, as a, from a parenting point of view with kids that are siblings, uh-huh. especially if they've got an age gap of any kind, yeah. whether it's a year or five years. Um, what you do with one sometimes sets a precedent for how you feel about it with the second one. Mm-hmm. So there will be times where scenarios will come up and I will remember how we handled that with Abby. Right. And good or bad, that'll dictate oftentimes how we handle it with right. the little ones. Right. And so not only will it put her in kind of an interesting perspective of, which I, she's already seen some of, uh, how we parent with the little ones mm-hmm. and how that was different, different from, from, hers. from her. Almost like she was a test subject. The first child is a pancake. Well, yeah. In in fairness, each successive kid is a test subject for the, the next one. the The rest of the, the the rest of that quote is: "Children are like pancakes. The first one's always fucked up." <laughs> That's. I did not know that quote. Now I do. I'll never forget that did one. Did you not know why I always I'm, called her a pancake? No, I did not. Now you know. You come up with odd things from time to time that you call the kids. You know, like womb fruit. So when you say something like that, I just you go just ahead and assume, assume there was an inside joke you missed. And it wasn't for me. 
marital communication, yeah. A plus skills. <laughs> well, I mean, you you have these phrases that that like sometimes catch fire. Yeah. And uh, I may not know the context. So sometimes they're really obvious. Like womb fruit is a really obvious one. Yeah, but uh, the pancake one's not so much to me. But I was just like, eh, well, okay. Well, now you know why I call the eldest a pancake, and that's that's gonna stick for a while. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, so yeah, it's she's over there shaking her head at us I in know. disappointment with with like a, a shit eating grin on her face too. Yeah. So I uh, yeah I'm 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 looking at these two situations now, and I'm looking forward. Because because we are getting to that age with the little ones, yeah, that's an exciting a age to me anyway. Sure. Well, that was that was not that this isn't a fun age, but that was one of my favorite ages with her, right? Because that's a real big development age. A yeah. lot happens at that time. Uh, so far in parenting, I have found my two favorite ages are mid-teen, mm-hmm. and I haven't gotten to late teen, so that could change. But so far, I've gotten up to mid-teen. Mid-teen is my favorite, and kindergarten is my favorite. Yeah, we're about to that kindergarten we're age. We're about yeah. to that kindergarten age. About it's just way. because they are at their cheapest. Mm-hmm. They are at their most helpful. They are burgeoning some independence, but not so much that it feels like I'm banging my head against the wall. Um, I really like the kindergarten age. Um, just... It, it's a nice age for me, and that is not a universal experience. The fly is. Um, it's not a universal experience. I've, some people love the newborn stage. Right. Hated it. Right. All three times I hated the newborn stage. The potato stage. The potato stage. Yeah, right. Just so friggin' useless. Um, and it, it, it feels so cyclical. Every day is the yes. same. It's the same it stuff. It drags for a long time. The infant stage. A lot of people liked the infant stage. That was... Not my my most favorite. There are moments. I preferred the toddler stage over the infant stage, yeah. and people just get confused by that. Well, they're like, wait, wait, they can walk, and they can open doors now and get away from you yes, and do things? Yes, but they can also tell me what friggin' hurts. Yeah, they can also, if you do it right, they can also help clean their room. Right. And sometimes joyously. Right. Yeah. Sometimes, occasionally. Yeah. Well, Yesterday, we were at my parents, and I happened to look inside. I was out in the back. I happened to look in at the door. In fact, Abby and I both were sitting there. And, and the we girl look over and see her. Was, yeah. And then we see the boy come behind her. So she's got a wet rag. She's cleaning. Yeah, and then he's rag. coming behind drying it. And I'm thinking, who does that? Yeah. Well, those two, obviously. Well, and they were happy to do it. But here's the thing. Three-year-olds. Three-year-olds yeah. in general yeah. are just so eager to do what their grown-ups doing. And what happened there is grandma was washing dishes. And they wanted to help grandma. They wanted to help yeah. grandma, but grandma yeah. had sharps and hots, and so she just handed them a rag and told them, wipe the floor up. Good intuition on her part. Well, she raised three boys yeah. to adulthood. She did. So, and so. then the boy child wanted to help, and it was my idea to, okay, well, the girl child has the wet rag, so you take the dry rag and go behind her yeah. and, and make everything dry again. Yeah. Were they cleaning anything? No, but that is not the important part of the experience. In their mind, they were. Right. They were being helpful. They were making it worse because yeah. it was a dirty dish rack. They were smearing <laughs> all over the glass. It came out a little gray. I had to go back behind with a Windex and fix that when they weren't watching. Knowing my mother, too, after we left, she went back behind them and cleaned it up. Yeah, she so, did. Yeah, that's she just, did. yeah, that's I, her. I Windexed the window to get the dirty dish water off of it. <laughs> I did do that before we left. So yeah, that's 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 what's been occurring to me is uh, we're so close to that age now, and I'm I'm actually looking forward to seeing well how and, this turns out. And we we have some things again. First pancake, we have some things that we did 
that we want to do differently this time, that we get to do differently this time. Because mm. at the time, uh, BioDad was involved and we had custody exchanges. Yeah. Abby got a phone way earlier than even I was comfortable with giving her a phone. Out of necessity, Out yeah. Out of necessity to be able to get a hold of us. It wasn't like a smartphone. Us. I remember it was like a yeah. brick phone, wasn't it? Right. Like an Nokia or something. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it had a touch screen, but it didn't do very much. Yeah. And it was a very limited plan. But she got a phone way earlier than I wanted to give her a phone. We don't have to give the littles phones at the same age that she got it, which means abs, uh, when they get to asking for a phone, you just lie. When'd you get a phone? 16. <laughs> don't, don't lie to your siblings. I'm not encouraging lying to your siblings. Tell the, tell the truth. Just defer. No, what we'll do is get you a phone at 16 and then you get to tell them, ah, I got this phone when I was 16. Yeah, that's not lying. Perfect. <laughs> Cheat the system. Y'all lie to your uh, you kids without lying to them. There are, there are, uh, this may be controversial. There are some instances where a white lie is useful. There are some instances where a black lie is useful. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Where yeah. did where did Mr. Fluffles go? The farm. <laughs> Mr. Fluffles. Well, the seam ripped, and I had to send him to a seam. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how does Santa get in the house? Mm, Without magic. a chimney. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Magic. Magic. Yeah. So yeah, now there, there was a, there was a point in my life where I was like, absolutely no lying. Fifteen years in, I'm like, nah, lie ethically. <laughs> ethically, <laughs> I don't know if you can lie ethically. This is this is not a, a series about lying to your children. I feel like so much of my information is now going to be taken straight out of context. No. Mama cusses said, "Lie to your kids." No, she did not. Nah, our fans are too good for that. <laughs> They'll back us up. You right. watch. All right. We're going to get stories from them. Be like, nope, I get it. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So are you excited to be able to at least have a knowledge bank to pull from? I am. I'm, I'm, I'm as excited to be able to do that, but I'm, I'm probably more excited just to see what comes. Yeah. Just, it, it's not just as scary this time. Yeah. 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 Did, did you feel, did you feel as flaily despite having been actively raising and, and really stepping into the full dad role by the time the littles were born mm -hmm. um did you feel as flaily with the littles as baby babies as you did when you stepped into the step parenting role with a kindergartner yes did you okay i did simply because it was just two different times see i did not feel as flaily because there were some things that i had forgotten but the minute they started happening again i'm like oh yeah i remember this part well to be fair though Coming up, it's like four months sleep regressions. Yeah. I'd forgotten that those things existed, and I I didn't know I didn't really know about right. them. You you hear about them until you experience right. them. You don't know, right? And and so yeah, I I felt more flaily then because I would experience something for the first time mm -hmm. and not know exactly how to handle it. Right. My dad had given us some good advice at some yeah. point about that, but looking forward now, we're to a point where I'm about to step into a realm where I've been there before. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I'm nearly as flaily as I was. Yeah. I'm way more confident now. At, at least you have an example of what to try um, or an example of what not to do because we decided we didn't like the choice we made the first time around. Well, it helps, too, that at her age, I can ask her questions about yeah. her own childhood. How did this make you things, feel? Yeah. How did that happen? Yeah. Because open communication is important. Yeah. And whether she wants to admit it or not, as an uh, elder sister, being 11 years elder, She's just as invested in helping raise them 
as you and I are. Right. It is not her responsibility, right. but it's still important to her. Emotionally, though, I mean, she right. wants them to be happy. She wants them to grow up and be good people. Right. So, yeah, I did. It's it's useful to be able to. To, to jump into both things. Now watch both of our children be like, yeah, everything you did with Abby, 100% not going to work. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Maybe. Maybe. But like you said, every kid's different. Well, one of them might be exactly, and the other one is like, nope. No. Not going to have it. No. Um, I'm guessing the boy child is probably going to be the one who's going to defy the precedent mm-hmm. because he is the middle child. So just like me. 11 years on one side, two minutes on the other, but he is still technically the middle child. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good possibility. Well, we're already starting to see some of their, uh, what may end up being long-term personality traits come out now. Oh, yeah. Um, he's incredibly patient until he's not. And the boy loves music. That just surprises me that... Physical I, activity. The girl yeah. child is far more into arts and crafts and expression and glitter. Right, right. All the glitter. But again, with the music thing, uh, she was singing a song to herself last night in the car mm-hmm. and remembered the, the whole tune in pitch. Whole tune. The words, nowhere close. No. <laughs> it was cute. It was, yeah. It was she adorable. was singing her ABCs A, B, C, F, K, J, L, Y, Q, P, yeah. T. Yeah. Two. There was a number in there. Yeah. Randomly. But, but the twinkle, twinkle little star like yeah. tone of the music was spot on. Okay. Quick question. How many minds were just blown by wait? Wait, is the ABC song the same tune as Twinkle? <laughs> You're singing it to yourself. I know you are. It's all right. Mine was blown too. Yeah. You just learned that yesterday right. when I pointed it out? Yeah. Okay. But it makes it make more sense in context. Yeah. All right. On that note, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Z, Y, X, B, <laughs> P, F, A, T. No, I'm out of, out of tone there too. Three. This has been a production of Pleasant Peasant Media. For questions, suggestions, professions of adoration, or to discuss sponsorship opportunities, email info at pleasantpeasantmedia.com.